No such drama at the Hegley Oval yesterday. The only issue for fans was uh, too much heat. It was hot. It was warm. Very warm. What a picture. What a great turnout we've had throughout this uh, T20 series as the Black Caps are mowed down down Pakistan by four matches to one. Uh, Gary Stead now joins us to reflect on that series and to look ahead because in 13 days' time, it's uh, red ball, white-coloured clothing, test match cricket on the horizon. I'm sure that's where his focus is uh, for today and beyond. Gary Stead, the head coach of the Black Caps, joins us. Hello, Gary. Happy 2024. Hi. I know we're nearly at the end of the month. Yeah, hi, Daniel. Uh, nice, to, nice to talk. 4-1, you would have taken that, right? You would have bitten my hand off prior to the series considering probably what you'd shown against Bangladesh. Um, yeah, not so much about what happened with Bangladesh, but I think Pakistan are, are one of the best T20 sides in the yes. world. And, and I think for us that's uh, um, a really good measurement that we're, we're tracking quite well and, and we've played some really, really cricket until I spoke to Luke Ronke last week, and you know, pretty relaxed type of guy. I've hardly seen him get angry over the years. He sort of felt, it was as close to anger as I, th- I think I've detected from Luke Ronke after that Bangladesh series. So what did you focus in on? What were your messages to your groups? Because they've, they've really responded. And I agree, that, that Pakistan side has been a very good T21 for a long time. Our message was was pretty simple that we've got to really get clear on on the roles that players are being asked to do and just stick to them. And I think uh, the danger sometimes in T20 game is we know that individuality can win a game, but what we're trying to do is, is play as a team, and, and that comes down to guys fulfilling roles that we're wanting them to do. And, and I thought we did that a lot better this, this series. So... Uh... I'm not sure if this is the right way to look at it, sort of that, that rotation element probably out of the picture. You want guys to be sort of cemented in spots in a particular lineup because, hey, that World Cup is not far away now. Injury and, and illness as well. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's a nice situation for us that I think we genuinely have some tough decisions to make come World Cup time, and, and that's good that we have, I think, uh, a number of players who can fill different positions across the whole squad. If only 15, I assume, will go to, to the T20 World Cup, but like the one-day World Cup, just I, I probably should have fact-checked that, Gary, but luckily you know these things. Yeah, no, that's right. So, yeah, just the 15 that go to World Cup events. And what do we know of conditions there? Is it likely to favour the slower, the spin bowling options? Yeah, well, our, our, we're based in um, uh, Guyana and uh, Trinidad at the start of the tournament. So uh, Trinidad, there are a couple of different grounds there that do play a little bit differently. So we're just trying to um, ascertain exactly what the pitch uh, conditions will be like. But we expect in West, End, West Indies generally to be uh, lower and, and usually wickets that do take and, and favour some turn. Right. The bowling group, how do you assess their performances over the five games? I thought they were very good. Um, I, I thought all the bowlers that came in and, and did the job were nice and aggressive. They they took wickets. They, they bowled well in partnerships as well. And I thought uh, overall it was a, a very, very pleasing um, performance in, in the from the bowlers in, in all five games. Yeah. Uh, Lockie Ferguson looked back to, to good health. Um, it, it seemed like when we spoke to him just prior to Christmas, he was a little bit frustrated during that World Cup with former and, and pain that he was suffering. But, you know, I, I think he's shown what he's capable of in these the short burst. 
Lucky, there's no doubt, through the World Cup was hampered a little bit by um, an Achilles niggle that we decided through the Bangladesh series to try and rest him and get it completely right. And, and it's, he's responded really well. Um, he, he hasn't had pain back in that area, which is, which is really encouraging. Um, and we know the class that he has in terms of the, uh, the strike bowling power that, that he possesses. And I thought he, he looked fantastic through the series. Yeah, I think the top order was probably the biggest concern after Bangladesh. So when you look at the batting performances, you know, some really, really big scores. What's that down to? What, just your best players coming back? Is it as simple well, as that? I, I, think it, um, I think it's also just getting nice and clear on, on what is the role we were trying to play uh, and do. I mean, Finn Allen had a, had a phenomenal, phenomenal series, and, and I think we all know if he does that and scores are going to be high because he only knows really one way to play. Um, and, and that set us on, on the right foot on a lot of the games, which I think just gave the confidence to the whole group as well. You hope this is what a coming out party for Finn Allen? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I'm sure he hopes that too. So, look, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a fantastic talent with, with all the skills in the world. He, he's not much fun to throw you in the nets. He hits it so hard. Um, so, it's, look, it, it, it's great that he's, he's shown that promise, and let's, let's hope it just continues. Can you put a finger on what happened yesterday, though? What, what, can I ask you this? When, when I see the scores and I see the bowler to concede the most runs went for 30 or four overs, was that a good surface? Uh, I think the surface was probably a little bit more tricky than, than what we maybe anticipated at the start. So, um, but I thought I thought Pakistan was still under par with their score, and, and, and it should have been a score we were comfortable with. But that's the challenge I think when when we get on slightly different surfaces, is our ability to adapt and adjust is something that. Um, that, that we do hold there and we do talk about it as well. But to me, the real key that shows is the value of your life. If you were left in the common, Just uh, got a slight issue with Gary's phone. I think he was saying it highlighted uh, the importance of having the likes of um, uh, Daryl Mitchell, Devin Conway and Kane Williamson. Of course, none of them were there. Uh, are you concerned with Devin Conway's form? I think it's 12, if not more, innings, no scores over 50. That, that's rather unusual from a guy who's made it international cricket actually look so easy at times. Sorry, I missed the first part of the, the question there, Daniel. Are you at all worried about Devin Conway's form? I think it's 12-plus innings, no scores over 50, which is quite unusual for him. Look, I mean, Dev's, Dev's been through a, a, a time. He's had a bit of illness recently, which hasn't helped him. Um, but I thought he started to show signs through this series of even getting to 20 or 30-odd that, that started to look like the Devon of old. And I, look, he's a class player. Um, I'm sure I'm sure a big score is just around the corner. And let's hope that it's in this test series that's coming up there, South Africa. Is it all red ball today? Like, Do you do any review of the T20 or is it all focused on the test from here on in? Uh, we'll do it we'll over the next few days and then it's straight into the red ball. But there'll be guys that'll be straight into red balls from now. They'll put those white ones away and get into the red ball, I guess, rhythms and tempos of, of test cricket as well, which is very, very different to the T20 game. And I assume for those players whose teams are still alive, some might filter back into the Super Smash. Yep, that's right. Um, so, so most of our players, if their teams are alive, will we'll head back and, and play. So, 
um, yeah, it's, it's just working case by case with each each player and, and working out their needs and, and preparation for test matches, as well as some people will stay in white ball cricket depending on selection. Where do you think your test side is at? I'm not sure we should read too much into the last test performance considering the basket case of a, a pitch that it was played on, but nonetheless, prior to that, you, you lost to Bangladesh, who I thought played really, really well in that first test. Uh, you know, I, I detect from some of the fans a bit of frustration at the results. Do you share that, or are you pretty happy with where your test side's at? Look, we're we're starting. Well, we've just started the the third cycle of the um, World Test Championship. Um, we had a win in the first one. We 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 obviously played some good cricket, and and I thought played really well at home. Um, we didn't quite get the results we wanted to after that, and and I think this is the start of the third cycle again. We have a tough draw. Um, South Africa, Australia at home, and then and then Sri Lanka, uh, India away, then England at home again, and 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 I think this this cycle in, in itself will, will tell us really where this Test team is at. But I think it's it's um, it, it's not. I, I'm not. I'm not convinced that. Uh, Winning test matches all the time is something that the public should expect. Uh, we have been through an, a, an incredibly great period with this team, and there will be change that will come, I think, over the next three or four years as guys get to the end of their career. But I think that that creates some real excitement around the group as well of, of who might come in and, and the competition that, that is still there within this team. I guess in some ways um, you've changed expectations of fans. Um, and whilst you might be right... Um, do you, do you appreciate fans have a higher expectation now? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and look, we have high expectations as well. We go and try to win every test match, but it is sport and it is a, a, a two-team race, essentially, and, and mm. you have one winner and one loser, and, and that's the hard thing. It, it's, it's, I think, unrealistic to expect this team to win every single time. We go out there trying to, but um, there are some very good teams around the world. We compete as well as we can, and that's a really important thing for us is that, that element of competition and putting up the fight that we want to show as a New Zealand side. What do you say to those fans who constantly uh, make comment, and I've heard a lot of them on this station, that you need fresh blood, especially in your bowling stocks, to continue this good run? Um, well, that's always a balance, isn't it, between uh, getting fresh stock in and, and throwing away the experience of 200-plus test wickets to the guys who have proven to do it time and time again. And that's always, I think, the balance that selectors do strike um, and something that we're continually assessing and, and looking over. So uh, it's very hard when, when international players don't play domestic cricket and you can see them lined up against I guess the, the, the people who are coming and trying to take their spots but in my experience to date there is still a gap between international and domestic cricket and it's something that, that we as selectors are I guess aware of So fear to say don't expect too many surprises when you announce the squad <laughs> No I'm not saying that at all uh, Look, I, I mean <laughs> I, I, I think the, um, the duty of, of the selectors is always to try and select what we think is the best side for test cricket and, and it's a little bit different to white ball where we can um, plan in four year cycles towards World Cups but, but test cricket is still about selecting our best side and it's what we try to do Bay Oval conditions should favour slower bowlers more than some other venues will you take a specialist spinner in? Uh, look I, I think that's 
that that's uh, definitely a possibility. I mean, there, there might be a chance there's more than one um, spin option that's available as well. So we certainly um, looked at the conditions there and expect it to maybe be on the slowest side compared to most New Zealand wickets. What What is your theory on, on slower bowlers in New Zealand and how effective they are and how important they are? Because cause for a long, long period of time, predating you, Gary, um, it, it seems... You know, a spinner who can offer something with the bat seems to be the way we go. You know, how do you judge the role of a spin bowler in New Zealand in the current climate? Well, again, it comes back to the conditions you you face. I think um, if you look back the last 10 years or so, I think New Zealand have been incredibly blessed by the pace bowling stocks that they've had as well. And that in itself has meant that, that a spinner and, and, and in some of the pitches that we do play on play somewhat less of a part um, than what, that what they might do in other conditions. And, and I think that that has appeared in New Zealand pitches have got better and better. And, um, and so in test cricket, we try and find a way, and that's often to leave more grass on and, 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 the, te- and the spinner becomes almost more of a holding role at times. But... Look, uh, they're obviously important. They're a, they're a fabric of the game. It, it's really important that we do keep to encourage, encourage spin bowling wherever we can. And, and that's, that's, again, partly the role of the, the, the um, selectors and the coaches is to, to work out who are the players that you think are most effective on, on each wicket. Mm. Henry Nichols, where, where do you view him? He's a guy who seems to be in the public spotlight more than, more than most at the moment. And, and I get that. Away from home... There's a compelling argument that a change could be made. At home, he has served you well. How much credit in the bank does he have? Look, Henry's scored nearly 3,000 test runs for New Zealand. It's the same as what we were just talking about with the pace bowlers early, earlier. You, you have to have people that you think are, uh, are going to be ahead of him um, when, you, when you select the side, and that's always the balancing act that you, that you do face. Um, Henry scored some very tough runs for New Zealand in the past, and and it's something as selectors we are certainly mindful of as well. But then you you know that there are some very good players that are coming underneath that, and again, that's the balancing act that we face. Gary, a couple more. I really do appreciate your time, Michael Bracewell. Where's he at? I know he's back playing T uh, Twenty cricket. Is that enough? Um, you know, hours on the park to be in Test consideration. Well, I de- Michael's available. Ideally for us, I think it would be great if he's, he can play some more long-form cricket. Um, he's obviously been through pretty major surgery and, and been out of the game for, for six or seven months, so I think it's difficult to expect him to walk straight back in, into to test cricket without the, the, I guess, amount of cricket under his belt. But, look, Michael's a, Michael's a fine bowler. He'll be doing everything he can to make sure that, that he can get back on the park and, and play all forms of cricket for New Zealand as soon as he can. Last player I'd like to raise, a very young player, uh, Trent Bolt. Where does he fit in all of this? Um, <laughs> T20 World Cup. Uh, uh, will he ever throw a red ball down in anger for New Zealand? Uh, I'm interested to know, you know, do you have much uh, communication with him? Can, can you enlighten us, fans? I think it's difficult to, to expect him to, to come back and, and play test cricket. Uh, considering he hasn't picked up a red ball for for two years now, so that 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 makes it difficult. But I think he still does play a part for us in the in the white ball games. Mm.
All right, Gary, thank you so much. Well done uh, in that series against Pakistan. Uh, do appreciate your time and good luck preparing for South Africa and Australia. You know, the huge series. You don't need me to tell you that. And um, uh, it's great anticipation for it. We can't wait to, uh, to, to see those games rip into action. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Daniel. Cheers.